Hi, this is Matt Shaw, pastor at City Lift Church. If you're in the Fort Lauderdale area, we'd love for you to come visit us on a Sunday sometime or join us online, citylift.church. We hope today's message fills you with courage and helps you on your spiritual journey. We exist just to help people meet, know, and follow Jesus. Enjoy today's message. Hi, good morning, everybody. Why don't you turn to two or three people, welcome them to church really quick. Thank you guys for being here at the 11.30. How many of you are feeling that uh, one less hour of sleep right about now? And uh, you're hurting a little bit, all right? So I know that one always catches me. The spring one is the one that always gets me the worst. Like, I hate losing that hour of sleep. Give me one extra hour and I'm, I'm turned up. I'm ready to go. So, uh, Okay, so for this morning, uh, we are starting a, a new few-week series as we go into the Easter season talking about Jesus and me, Jesus and me. And specifically, I want to preach a message this morning on God's timing. And if I had to title today's message anything, it would be, it's not your time. It's not your time. Look at your neighbor one more time and say, it's not your time. It's not your time. It's not your time. Now that could be a good thing or a bad thing, right? Like to pass away, it's not your time, right? That's a good thing, you know, but you don't want to hear somebody say, I want a promotion. It's not your time, you know? So I could go, it could go either way, but but I want to preach a message today. It's not your time. And the, the main verse I'd like to pull from this morning is Second Peter chapter 3. Second Peter chapter 3. I hope you all had a good week this week as we are turning to Second Peter chapter 3. If you don't have it, we can pull it up here and follow along as well. My self-esteem took a high and a low this week, man. Hopefully you guys had a better week than I did. Well, I was looking at some photos with my daughter, Juliana. This has nothing to do with the message, by the way. There's no spiritual point to this story. And, uh, and we were looking at photos, and I had this image. I actually used this as an illustration about a year ago, and it's Captain America and Thor talking together. And, and my, my daughter, Juliana, who's two, saw, saw Thor, and she goes, Dad, 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 Dad. And I was like, I feel really good about myself. And my two-year-old, my two-year-old knows how to zoom in a little bit with her fingers. And so she zoomed in and looked a little bit more, and she goes, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> it's like, thank you. Savage, man. So anyway, it's great. I hope, you had a, hope your self-esteem had a better week than me. So, Second Peter chapter 3. I told you I had no point to the rest of the message at all. Just give us time to turn there. Above all, starting in verse 3, you must understand that in the last days, scoffers will come, scoffing and following their own evil desires. They will say, where is this coming, he promised. Ever since our ancestors died, everything goes on as it has since the beginning of creation. But they deliberately forget that long ago, by God's word, the heavens came into being. The earth was formed out of water and by water. And by these waters also, the world of that time was deluged and destroyed. By the same word, the present heavens and earth are reserved for fire being kept for the day of judgment and destruction of the ungodly. Pastor, I thought this was an encouraging message. Hang on, let's go to verse 8. But do not forget this one thing, dear friends. With the Lord, a day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years are like a day. The Lord is not slow in keeping his promises. Some understand slowness. Instead, he is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. He's not slow. He's patient. A few more verses on God's timing. I want to look at this morning. Habakkuk 2, 3, you can just listen. It says, the revelation awaits for an appointed time. It speaks of the end and will not prove false. Though it lingers or it's slow, wait for it. It will certainly come. It won't delay. Galatians 4.4 4 says, When the set time had fully come, God sent his son. For at the set time or the right time. 
Psalms 31:15 says, "My times are in your hands." And Ecclesiastes 3 says, "There's a time for everything and a season for every activity under the heavens, a time for everything." Timing is important. God's timing is important. And God's time is not my time. It's not your time. As Christians, we believe that God is eternal, right? In fact, we believe that, that God is actually outside of time, that time itself is a creation and God exists before time and he'll exist after time, right? And that there's no beginning to him and there's no end to him. We believe in what you call the immutability of God. Theologians call this that God doesn't get better with time. He does not change. He's perfect. He never grows better. He never learns more. And in the same way, time never wears him out. It never makes him weaker or slower or, you know, uh, or sluggish. And so time doesn't have the same effect on God it has on us. For us, gravity wins in the end, right? No one escapes time. But God's time is not my time. You know, the Bible says that God's thoughts are higher than my thoughts and his ways are higher than my ways, right? A lot of times there's, there's things where I'm like, God, I, I can't see it. I, I didn't look at it the same way, but I realized my perspective is in a different place. Now, I'm old enough to remember old school watches, okay? And so now I'm rocking an Apple watch, and, you know, now we have our cell phone a foot away from us, you know, all the time. No one ever asks, hey, what time is it? Like, when was the last time somebody asked you, hey, what time is it, right? Now, I remember a time, because I'm old enough, and I was in middle school and high school, early high school before cell phones. Everybody had a cell phone. In fact, I remember the first electronic mail I sent out. That's, that like dates me right there. We'd even call it email for the first few weeks, right? Like, like oh, so exciting. And so I remember a time when I was like, hey, man, what time is it? I had to ask my friend. And he always thought he had all the jokes. His name was Ricky. And he said, it's time for you to watch, bro. And I'm like, why do you think you're funny, man? Like, just tell me what time it is. Or maybe sometimes, did they still have like the, the clocks in classrooms? They still even do that? Okay, so like they have these clocks in high school, and, and so you'd be like, oh, we're almost out. And it's like, you know, it's 20 minutes slow. And you're like, oh, my gosh. Like, you just, what time is it, you know? And, and so here's the thing. We all have an internal watch or an internal clock of when we feel like certain things should happen to us. Okay, we really do. We all have this watch and the dial set on when we should get married when we should get hired, when we should be happy, when we should get the promotion, when life should get easier, when God should do something that he's supposed to do in my life. We all have an internal watch of when certain things are supposed to happen. Are you tracking with me so far? Right? Like we're all like, God, this should happen by this point. Right? Because just something on the inside is going off. I feel the watch. It's supposed to happen. Right? Like it's just supposed to happen. This is what Peter's talking about. He's like, hey, man, people are going to come. Scoffers are going to come. And they're going to be like, God should have done this thing in this time frame. And because he didn't, he's slow or it's not going to happen. But what do we do when God disappoints our watch? We often attribute something negative to his character. Don't you do, I know you're all too holy to do this. But, but it's like, God, why didn't you do this? Don't you love me? Right? Like we start attaching something negative to his character because he didn't do it in the time he was supposed to do it in. God, why didn't you, why didn't you do this? So there's scoffers. And, and Peter's like, hey, he's not slow. He's patient. He's not, he's not slow. He's patient. 
I wonder this morning for so many of us, I wonder if God's not being slow with you. I wonder if God is being patient with you. God wants to give you that thing, but if he doesn't fix your character before he gives you that thing, you can't carry that thing anyway, and so it all fall apart. My daughter is super sweet. If she's like, Daddy, give me a car. Hey, my heart's there, but I can't do it because she's not developed enough yet. You don't give cars to eight-year-olds, right? They can't carry the responsibility. So you might think God's slow, but what if he's patient this morning with you? God, why didn't you do the thing I wanted you to do in the time frame? You wanted you to do it, something's wrong with you. God's like, well, actually, yo, my watch isn't off. Come on, somebody. <laughs> like if there's a watch off, it's not God's watch. Maybe God's being patient with us. As a, as a follower of Jesus, you need, you need to kind of write this down if you're taking notes today. God will disappoint your watch. God will disappoint your watch. He will not do something in the time frame that you think he should do something. And if God's ever disappointed your watch, first of all, you're in good company, okay? God disappointed Sarah's watch, right? God said, hey, you can still have a kid. She thought it was so crazy, she laughed at God. She laughed at God's word. This is just like, there's no way I can have a kid. I'm too old. The watch is over. God, you didn't do it in my time frame, and so it's not, it's not possible. King David had to encourage himself. He thought God wasn't moving, got depressed, right? Messenger from Jairus' house thought Jesus was too late. He said, hey, don't even bother the teacher anymore. The girl's dead. It's over. Didn't happen in the time frame. It's too late. You know, forget it. It's over. Certainly Lazarus' family thought, thought it was over, right? Certainly Lazarus' family thought, thought it was all over. Jesus, you didn't come in the time frame. You're supposed to come, and now he's gone, and it's all over. I want to zero in a little bit on this story because I think this is going to help us understand why God does certain things the, the way he does it. In the story of Lazarus' family, and I, and I love this. It's so intriguing to me. They go to Jesus, and they're like, Jesus help us. Lazarus, the man that you're a friend with, that you're in relationship, you know he's sick, he's dying. I need you to come and rescue him right now. You know what the Bible says? It says that Jesus ran with all of his might to Lazarus. No, it doesn't say that. It said Jesus stayed in that town a few more days. And he kept ministering in that town. But Jesus, I don't understand. You love this guy. You're in a relationship. We're all friends and we need you, why don't you come running? You know a verse in the New Testament you will never find is that Jesus ran. You'll find Jesus wept. You'll never find Jesus ran. In fact, you can never find in Scripture Jesus running anywhere. That's wild. Jesus walked everywhere. Not in a hurry. He's not under the same time crunch that you and I are in, right? So what's, what I find fascinating is like, they're like Jesus. They're expecting Jesus the healer, right? They've seen Jesus heal. They've heard the stories. They've been in a relationship with him. Jesus, Lazarus is sick. He's dying. There's a time frame. I need you to come within my time frame to do what I expect you to do. Are you trekking with me so far? I know you love me. We're in relationship. Therefore, you need to come in the time frame and do what I need you to do in the time frame because there's a time, Jesus. And Jesus doesn't come running. He doesn't send a text message. He doesn't send a disciple to say, I'm on my way. He stays and he ministers there, finishes that, and then he comes. And when he gets there, there's Mary and Martha, right? One is so distraught that they can't even come out and greet Jesus. And the other one said, God, if you were here, he wouldn't have died. Jesus, if you did what I wanted you to do when you were supposed to do it, 
this wouldn't have happened. You ever said something like that? It's not my fault. It's your fault. You're slow. Why didn't you do what you're supposed to do, you know, in the time frame? Right? And Jesus gets out and he prays this wild prayer in front of everybody. He's like, I'm grateful this happened for your sake. What? I'm grateful for your sake this all went down. What was he really doing? He's like, you've seen Jesus the healer, but now you're going to see Jesus the resurrection and the life. You've seen healings, and you expect that, and that's awesome, but you've not seen a resurrection yet. Now the hair on your neck is going to stand up because you're going to watch this man come out of the grave. And he said, Father, I thank you for their sake. They get to see a side of me they've never known before. Guys, can I be real and honest with you? I have seen deeper places of God while I'm hurting, while I'm in pain, while I'm in the waiting, when it's a little confusing, when I prayed the prayer and he didn't show up in my time frame. Why does God hide? He hides so that you and I will seek him, so that we'll search for him. Why does God disappoint my time frame from time to time? Well, first of all, he doesn't work for me. I work for him. Look at your neighbor one more time. It's not your time. It's not your time. It's his time. It's not your time. It's not my time. It's not my time frame. It's not my time. So he doesn't work for me. But secondly, when God disappoints my time frame, I have to wait. I have to listen. And I don't like waiting. I've shared this with this church before. I'm a grower, and, and I like things done right. I like things done fast. I'm a microwave. I like things done now. It's like, God, give me patience and give it to me now, right? Like, like I like things done right away, okay? Everything in my life always has felt slower than what it should have been, right? When I, when I felt like it was time for me to fall in love, I wanted it to happen in three weeks. Didn't happen in three weeks, right? How many are like me, okay? How many of you are just like wired like me? Like, let's, let's get it done now, right? You know, any business I've ever done, slower than what I thought it should go. Planning the church, slower than I, you know, it's just like everything. COVID, just slow, everything just slower than what I thought it should take. Like, like let's get it done now, right? Like, why does it got to move slow? I, I wonder so many times in my life, if God wasn't like, son, I'm not slow, I'm being patient with you. Because you're not where I need you to be yet. You think I'm slow. In reality, I'm being patient with you. I need you to develop to the place to handle the thing that I really want to give you. I have seen depths of Jesus in that pain, in that waiting, in that confusion, in the busted time frame, right? And the whole time, Jesus is like, listen, I love that you were expecting me to come this way, but God wanted to show you this side of me. I wonder what side God's trying to show you. And so he broke your time frame so you could witness a different scene of the movie. You wanted from three minutes to ten minutes, and these are the scenes that play out, and God's like, that's awesome, but I can't show up in that scene. That's not what I'm trying to show you. I'm trying to show you a scene over here, so i got to break your time frame so you can wait on me, so you can cry a little bit in my presence, so you can lose some of that pride, so you can check that arrogance. Come on, somebody. So you can develop that character, so you can get a little more grace on you, so you can handle the thing that I really want to show you. But it can't happen in the time frame you want. It's got to happen in my time because it's not your time. It's my time. It's his time. And so when God disappoints your time frame, are you going to be like a scoffer and say, oh, you know, you're slow. 
right? Or like Peter, we're going to say, actually, it's not a negative character trait on God. It's a good one. He's patient with me. The problem isn't his watch. It's my watch. If a watch is off, it's not his. It's, it's mine. God's will never bends to my watch, which is so frustrating. I want it done in my time frame, but it just can't happen. It's his will never bends to my watch. Amen. I remember when I started my first ministry, and that first year was such a struggle. I mean such a struggle. I've never felt so low in my life. Have you ever gone through seasons where you just felt so low? Like just like, why am I just not smart enough? Am I not called enough? Am I not gifted enough? Why am I working so hard and nothing is working right at all? Anybody ever been there in life? You're just doing everything and it's just not going. And I remember I prayed and searched and sought God for an entire year, which may not feel like that long of a time, but when you're like 28, that's a long time to search God for an entire year, right? That's like a 30th of your life. Like, you know, like, man, it's just so long. Why is nothing working? I'm working so hard and nothing is going well at all. And, and I remember seeking God for a whole year and getting nothing. Sometimes I have times and seasons of prayer where I pray and it just seems like God is talking, he's talking, he's talking, he's talking, things are working, things are connecting. And I have other times where I'm searching for God, I'm looking for his will, I'm praying, and it's like, do you just not like me right now? Like, what did I do? You know, like, it's like, what's going on? Like, silence, quiet, nothing, I can't get anywhere. It's like knocking on heaven, it's like knocking on a brick wall, and it's like, man, I'm getting nothing, nothing back. Nothing I do, I, I press, I seek, I, I pound, nothing, God, nothing at all. And it was a whole year went by before God talked to me about how to align some things, and it changed everything for that, that first ministry we launched. I mean, just everything. But I spent a whole year looking for God. Why, why was God hiding? My guess is I had some pride I needed to lose. I had some self-reliance I needed to say goodbye to. Perhaps I had some guilt I needed to break up with. Come on, maybe some of you got some shame you need to let go of. God's like, I want to take you into the new thing, but I can't have all this th luggage and baggage on you, so let me, let me just let you search for me a little bit. And it's as you seek me, you lose the right things, you gain the right things, and then I can talk and then I can move. Okay, awesome. I don't know, maybe it wasn't that much. Maybe he just wanted me to get a little closer to him. I don't know. Maybe he just wanted me to learn a little more self-dependence on him and not so much self-dependence on me, but just a little more reliance on him. Whatever it was... God, I'm looking, I'm searching, you're quiet. I, why, why, why? Show up. If you're in a season where you're showing up and it just doesn't seem like God's doing anything, like you're like Lazarus' family, God, we've called on you, I need you to run, we need help, things are getting worse and worse and worse and you're still not here, okay? If you're in that thing, can I encourage you just to show up the next day and show up the next week and show up the next month and show up again and show up again and show up again. Why? Because God might be slow but he is faithful. Okay? He, he, might not, he might walk there, but he is moving. And God, you've not let anybody else down. I'm going to trust you're not going to start with me. So you, maybe you're walking. Maybe you're staying a few more days. But I'm going to trust 
in your goodness, right? Like Job. Job's like, God, even though you slay me, even though you punch me in the face, I'm still going to worship you. Like, I am here. I'm not going to move. There's just something about that. God, it's a lot slower than I want it to be. I'm a lot more frustrated than I'd like to be. I I don't feel so good about myself, but I'm going to wait right here and trust you to move in my life in your time frame because it's not my time. It's your time. What do you want to do in my life? And I'm going to show up, right? Now, for those of you that are like me, you're microwaves, you're not ovens, you're, you're, everything in your entire life feels slow, right? You want to fall in love now. You want to get fix your marriage now, right? You want the promotion now. You want a better career now. You want to be happy right now, right? You want a thousand more Instagram followers right now. Like, like you're just right now, right now. Give it to me now. First of all, if, if you're in your 20s, let me help you out a little bit, okay? A lot of times that things don't happen in round one often happen in round two and round three in life, okay? So here, let me prove that to you. Stan Lee created his first comic, The Fantastic Four, just shy of his 39th birthday. It was in his 40s that Spider-Man and the X-Men took off. In his 40s. We always think he was a 16-year-old kid, like a, amazing, and it was in his 40s. Colonel Sanders fried his first chicken at 62 when he opened Kentucky Fried Chicken. Global Kentucky Fried Chicken. It's not good for you, but it does taste good. 62 years old when he did that. Vera Wang went from figure skater to age 40 before she sewed her first dress. Now some of the most premier dresses right in, in the world, age 40. Ray Kroc was 52 when he went from being a milkshake salesman to owning the first McDonald's and turning into what it is. Like, same thing, not good for you, but those fries, come on. They, they taste amazing, but I know they're, they're not good. Samuel Jackson was 43 before he got his break in acting. Chris Jenner was 52 when she met with a young Ryan Seacrest for a new show called Keeping Up with the Kardashians. And then we made Dysfunction famous from then on out, right? 52. So many things don't happen in round one. They happen in round two. They happen in round three, right? Moses was 80 years old when he got the calling from God to go lead the children of Israel across, across the desert. Jesus walks the places, right? He walks the places in my life. He doesn't run to places in my life. He wants me to trust him and be patient, and wait on him. But God, I want it now, and it's got to happen in this time frame. Does it, though? It's not your time. Look at your neighbor one more time. Smile at them, right? They're annoyed now. It's not your time. It's not your time. I want them to get this inside. It's not your time. His will doesn't bend to my watch. It's If there's a watch that's off, it's not his. It's mine. God, why not right now? I don't know. But he's patient. He's good. He's faithful. He's faithful to his promises. You know that God made Abraham wait 25 years for Isaac? 25 years. I remember reading that when I was younger. I said, don't you dare make me wait 25 years to get married. My God. Like, How many of you as a young Christian are like, don't you dare come back until I get married, Jesus. Don't you dare. When you grow up in church, see the struggle of growing up in church when you're young, the first prayer is, don't you dare come back until I get my license. You know, and then you're like, oh, God, don't you dare come back till I get married. Please, Jesus. Then, you know, it's going to happen to somebody. Somebody can be on their wedding night and Jesus is going to come back. It's going to be a sin. They thought they were going to have a great day. and He's going to ruin that day for them. Why not now, God? I don't know. He's good. He's faithful. He's patient. You know, Abraham's faith in 25 years grew stronger, the Bible said. How do you get bigger muscles? You put weight on them and you go, 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 go till you can't carry it anymore and then you do it again the next day. You carry weight. How does God grow your faith? He makes you wait. He makes you carry weight. 
God, do it now. Hey, if God did it in three days, then you had faith for three days. If God makes you wait three weeks, then you have faith for three weeks. If he makes you wait three years, now your faith is stretched out over three years. God, fulfill a promise in my life. That's awesome. It's five years from now. What? Now I've got to believe and wait. Trust your goodness. Remind myself of your promises. Worship even though I'm hurting. Right? Did Abraham mess up a couple times in his flesh when he was waiting? He did. Which should be encouraging. That means you and I can not get everything right and God's still faithful to his promise. That, that encourages me. You know, reading about other people's mess makes me realize like, hey, they were human too. There's hope for me. I can get all the way there. But in the end, the Bible said he had great faith. His faith was so strong. In fact, his faith was so strong at the end, he's like, I can sacrifice this kid and God will bring him right back. Like he had so much faith in the promise of God in the end. How did he get there? God made him wait for 25 years. He carried the promise. And as he carried the promise, he might have felt weaker, but his faith got stronger. It's in the waiting, right? You lift weights, like physical weights, your muscles feel weaker, but in reality, they're getting stronger. God makes you carry the weight and waiting on him. It makes you feel weaker, but actually your faith's getting stronger. God's like, I want to, I want to do this for you, but I got to get your faith to the place I need it to be. And the only way to do that is make you wait. Make you wait. I don't like that. I wish God wasn't like that. I really do. I wish God was a microwave. I really, really do. But I wouldn't have the character I have today if he was a microwave. Because I lost pieces of myself. I lost the unhealthy things. And I got healthy as I waited and as I suffered. You know, the Bible says even Jesus learned obedience to the things that he suffered. Nobody likes to talk about that. Waiting is suffering sometimes. It is. It's hard to wait, right? It's just in our nature. Even my two-year-olds, hey, you can have a snack. Not right now. <sighs> I had little Juliana try to bite my face this week. Bite my face off. We can't go outside yet. <sighs> Grab my face. <sighs> try to bite my cheek. I had to move just in time. I mean, she's going to take a chunk out of my face. I got a scar on my face. That's from her, too. It's like a little nail right there. I got a scar on my side, Navi, you know. You just, I'm like, what the heck is wrong with you guys? It's our flesh. We hate waiting. We hate waiting. How does your faith grow? You wait. You wait and you worship while you wait. And you can wait like a scoffer. Oh, God's not going to do it. He didn't do it in my time frame. Therefore, he's got bad character. Or we can wait like Peter. No, he's not late as some consider late. He's patient. He's working on you. God doesn't need to be worked on. Remember the immutability of God, the eternity. Of, God doesn't need to get any better. God's not waiting on himself. He's waiting on you and me. God doesn't need any more power to do the thing he needs to do in your life. Come on, let me help some of you out. He doesn't get up in the morning, eat a box of Wheaties and work out and get stronger. He's not preparing for the Olympics. He's there. He's waiting on us. He's waiting on us. He's patient. He's not slow. He's, he's patient. He's waiting on us. A few verses as I wind down today. Did you guys enjoy today? Did you get something out of today? All right. It's a good message, Jesus and me. Jesus ruining our timetables, man. Psalm 27, 14, wait for the Lord. Be strong. Let your heart take courage. Wait for the Lord. Isaiah 40, 31, those who wait on the Lord will renew their strength. They will mount up with wings like eagles. They will run and not be weary. They will walk and not faint. One more, Lamentations 3, the Lord is good 
to those who wait for him. The Lord is good for those who wait for him. Pastor Matt, it hasn't happened yet. That doesn't mean it's not going to happen. God hasn't fixed my marriage yet. It doesn't mean it's not going to happen. I haven't fallen in love yet. It doesn't mean it's not going to happen. I didn't get the promotion I thought I was going to get. It doesn't mean it's not going to happen. I still don't know what I'm going to do. And I'm 26 years old. It doesn't mean it's not going to happen. He's patient. Breathe. If you're in your 20s, you don't have kids, get some sleep. You don't know this. It's your time to go to bed and get some sleep, right? Get those three extra hours of sleep, right? Like, come on. Breathe. He's patient. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we love you. God, thank you for the word today on your patience. God, you make us all wait. Everybody at some area of their life, you've given them a promise, and now you're using that promise to develop their faith, and you're having them wait. And God, I pray for all of us that we could wait graciously, that we'll start being transformed like the Apostle Peter, realizing your character is good, you're being patient, you're working on me, you're working around me, you're working through me. God, as you're having me wait, and as I wait on you, as we wait on you, you are strengthening us, you're growing our faith. God, you're developing us, getting us to a place of maturity to handle all the good things you have for us. Jesus, blow our time frames. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Thanks again for checking out our podcast. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe. Share with a few friends. Thanks for helping us make Jesus famous right here in South Florida. Again, if you're in the Fort Lauderdale area, we'd love to see you sometime. Or as always, visit us online, citylift.church. Have an amazing day.